This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Welcome back to another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. Hey guys, what's up? As always, I am your host, Sydney, sharing the deets on what has me fed up this week because, again, y'all, it was some then, but I had a great week. Happy to say that spring is in the air. You know, it's March. We are getting there. Um, Clear skies and warm days are ahead, and I am personally looking forward to it. This week's episode will be just little old me solo situation but I've had some really good guests recently so y'all can you know bear with me for today I'm also working on some pretty cool stuff and trying to get that scheduled just to give you guys the best content possible but anywho jumping right into this week's episode and starting off with the fed up or f***ed up segment So, for all my first-time listeners, I use this segment for my audience to get to know my guests better because I'll ask them a bit of questions and what had them fed up or fucked up, but since it's just me this week, I will share what had me all the way fed up. Like, all the way. This past week, I watched The United States versus Billie Holiday and... Judas and the Black Messiah both of which are phenomenal films considering like all in all just the casting choices the cinematography plot everything I thought both films were immaculate however (laughs) I can't watch any more black films about black informants and by black informants I mean these black people that have infiltrated whether it be an organization, a person's personal life, whatever, I am traumatized by both of these movies considering the fact that each movie is based on reality. And these were actual prominent figures that the FBI went after and sent these black informants to go after and take them down. Using (laughs) our own people to get to the people that they wanted. Like, what? And both films, again, were great, but just, it was nuts. And they're set in a little bit of different time zones, um, different time zones. So the United States versus Billie Holiday, that's set primarily, I believe, 1940s, 1950s, Judas and the Black Messiah, that's more so 1970s. But again, these are still very prominent figures. And with Judas and the Black Messiah, that was based on um, Fred Hampson's life, the Black Panther. It was just so tragic how he died and how, I wouldn't even say died, how he was murdered. Like, they literally set this man up. And again, I am aware that for decades, the FBI have been keeping tabs on black musicians, artists, performers, activists, and etc. But it is so, like, uneasy to actually see it play out in a film, considering that, again, they've taken these details from these real-life encounters. I wanted to have some sort of animosity to the actual informants in the movies in a way like I did kind of feel bad for them I love me some Trevante Rose with his fine fine self like that is a beautiful 
black male specimen. I can't say that he is fine. But in a way, they still played his character like, oh, you're going to help us do this and like take down Billie Holiday and like just get her on these charges of her drug use so she won't go out and sing strange fruit about the lynchings of African-Americans throughout the United States. But even then, when they kept coming back to him to get more details and get more dirt on her, they were just using him up. Because even then, when he tried to, you know, what's my role in the organization? Am I going to move up throughout this ladder of an organization? They were like, uh, wait a minute. You still a nigga to us. You know, you might be one of the helpful niggas, but you are definitely still a nigga. And even with Judas and the Black Messiah, with Lakeith Stanfield's character and his portrayal of William O'Neill, which was great, they were still, like, blackmailing his character in the film, or William. Like, when they showed how it played out, they were like, oh, well, we already have you on charges for Grand Theft Auto and whatnot, so... We just go throw you in a cell unless you want to comply and help us out. So I'm pretty sure if he were to be like, nah, I'm not helping y'all ass. Oh yeah, he would have still been in jail. And both both outcomes are equally as terrible. It was just a lot. I personally just need to watch some funny ass films. I just want to watch Low Down Dirty Shame, Girls Trip. I need some humor in my life, please. Free us, free us from these harsh ass movies about our prominent figures. I don't know. It's a lot, you guys. It is a lot. Moving on to the main segment, which is the Make It Make Sense segment, which I have titled Late to Your Own Funeral. As a majority of you guys know, most of my episodes relate to my personal life and irritations so one of my biggest pet peeves that I share with my friends recently and they agree with me are unreliable people like it truly gets my blood boiling knowing that somebody has just let me down in some sort of form like I had whatever expectations out of them and they just could not meet it whether it was, oh, I am reaching out to you to be a guest on a podcast and they ghost me or someone says they're going to help me with um, like moving or coming with me to get something that I may need their help with. And they just like, oh, well, can we do it at this time? Or, well, this came up. I hate that. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. And it's infuriating because now I have to change whatever I was doing just based on your unwillingness to be forthcoming that, hey, you can't really do this. And you didn't let me know in ample time. Like, again, it's one thing if something comes up and people let you know, like, oh, hey, I know I'm supposed to help you with this on Thursday, but actually looking at my schedule down the line, I just can't make it. I really can't. I am so sorry. And I mean, if we're close friends, I might expect you to, you know, have a little explanation. But most times I'm just like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. Thanks for the heads up. Like, I generally appreciate the heads up. And I personally think I am very reliable when push comes to shove. If I truly can't do something, I won't even insert myself to help. And like I said before, I do understand that things happen. But most times when you think about the last time somebody let you down, it was just unreliable. Did they ever get around to actually sharing what happened? Or did they just not show up or not respond or just was like, well, it is what it is. 
this and I know me personally I don't do well people <laughs> if anybody's going to whelp anything it shall be me and even again I am going to be forthcoming I'm letting you know up front so for today's episode I want to get into dealing with unreliable people and what to do if you yourself identify as an unreliable person because you know what they say the issue usually starts with you yourself and be the change you want to see in the world so if you know you thinking back on it like damn I ain't been following through like I had like I could have or things just been kind of going weary with stuff with my friends and I kind of had to cancel and do different stuff. Let's check it. Let it. Let's check it. Like I said, the problem usually starts with you. So let's start off with getting our own shit together, friends, and discuss identifying as a not so reliable person. One thing that I think about is reliability literally is the biggest thing when it comes to being an adult, because most likely no one is stepping in to handle anything for you. So if you are not reliable in waking up for work, getting the stuff to your boss sometime, paying your bills, um, making sure you get an oil change, everything will literally crumble and collapse around you. Even if you are reliable, I feel like you still have those days where it's like, damn, nothing is going right. Even though I planned and I prepped and I did this, nothing is going right, but nobody's stepping in to even help you handle that like I said when you plan by unreliable I mean you're always running late you always flaking on plans just not falling through on the best decisions like I said I'm gonna keep saying we all grow through bouts of plans having to change or just inconvenient things popping up in our daily lives but at what point is it too much like are you starting to see a pattern or a trend in the fact that you just can't get shit done maybe it's you and one interesting spin i saw on a blog post from a you know self-proclaimed unreliability expert who shared their own just um their own experiences with being unreliable they said it has a rippling effect if you are an unreliable person it affects other people and they learn that they cannot lean on you for support and sometimes people will even like regret having you around or just feel like what do I have this person here for and personally do you want to feel like that no Mm -mm. and if anything another interesting fact that they brought up is reliability is the difference in living how you want to live and being dominated by whims and bad habits Because if you are not reliable on your own needs and necessarily wants, then are you going to get them? Probably not. If you like, I'm trying to get my body banking for the summer. I'm not using my income tax for a BBL or anything of that nature. You know, nothing wrong with a BBL. But still, if you're just like, I want to get in the best shape of my life but you're unreliable to the point of not scheduling time to work out not eating healthy again just going out and drinking way too damn much or just eating stuff that you know you shouldn't eat that is like being unreliable in your own life so by the time summer does roll around you like damn everybody look good people People outside, they swimsuits on. I ain't even feeling how I want to feel. 
And I mean, I don't want to take it to just the superficial example, but even me personally with my podcast, I have to be reliable in the sense of being like, hey, Sydney, you want an episode to come out this week, right? Therefore, go ahead and work on your script. Go ahead and um, actually make time to record. Don't be like, oh, well, you know, I can come back to this. So, you know what? I have free time. Therefore, I'm going to take it now. In essence, the flip side, like I said, of being unreliable and what I've just explained is being very, very intentional. Uh, an intentional person will not overpromise. They're truthful about what they can and can't do. And again, they prepare. They're like, oh, you know what? In order for me to get this done, I'm going to set this schedule and I'm going to actually work on that schedule. And then when it's finished, I'm going to cross it off my to-do list or whatever they need to do. Like, they're very truthful about what they can and can't do. They're not going to be like, oh, you know what? My friend did ask me to help her set up this photo shoot on Saturday. But this man did say something about a date around that same time. So you know what? I'm just going to agree and still let my friend I can help her. And then the day of you running late to either help your friend and she pissed off or you running late to the date and they like, well, damn. You know, you have to be intentional. Like, I want this done and I want it done well and I want to help somebody else, but I know what I can and can't do. Because even then, if you are unreliable, when you finally get a chance to do it, is it even going to be good? Probably the fuck not. <laughs> like, let's think about it. And like I said before, I keep saying like I said before, I'm fairly reliable. But I even have my own faults being super intentional when I am. It's a lovely, lovely payoff. And it's always well worth it. Just I like using the podcast as an example when I am very reliable and on my P's and Q's for my personal schedule and recording I'm just like, wow, this is so like easy. It's so good. I can, I've already created all of my graphics for the week. Now I can just send them directly in or, oh, I even got even better and made captions for them. Like, yes, my life is so much easier. Now back to the real issue at hand. Again, I'm gonna let y'all off a little easy today, which is dealing with unreliable people. When you yourself just like, I can't fall back on nobody to do nothing or this person just somehow it's something always comes up and in my best experience it's always been great not to rely on them or to have a backup when you know you're dealing with people who are just not as reliable you're like you know what I'm gonna call a backup just to see just to see or even letting them know up front what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not and if they can't com compromise, then take them out of your life. You know, if you really do feel like, hey, I have a friend who no matter how much she falls back on me when I ask her to do any little thing, it's some sort of issue. Think about like, is there any other reason we're friends? Because last time I checked, friends like, it's like a push-pull relationship. You know, I give you something, you give me something. Like we're pouring into each other, I feel like equally. You know, I should not be just there for you 24-7 doing this, all of this other stuff, and then you can't do anything for me. And I'm not saying you should have a relationship where it just feels like, I don't know, give and take to some degree, but it should still feel like more support. I wouldn't say give and take, but more support. You know, that's that's a nicer word. And even then, um, 
just referring back to a little bit of the research that I did before this episode, I love this Bustle article that talked about dealing with unreliable people without losing your cool. And they said the best way, like one of the best ways is to actually remind these people that they can say no. Because most often than not, people who are unreliable to a degree often fail to keep up with their commitments because they don't really want to. And they feel resentful to people who they've agreed to do stuff for or certain situations because they've already said yes when they really were like, no. So if you, again, truly know your friend, like, damn, I love this girl, but I don't think she go fall through how I want, then just bring it up. I like in the nicest way possible. Like, you know what? I appreciate you suggesting you could help me or you can step me in, but I think I got it. I think I got it. You know, if you really don't have time for this, it is more than okay to say no. Thank you very much. I'm a person who sometimes when I deal with somebody who's not as reliable, I'm always very much like checking in (laughs) right around the time when I know I can expect them to be like, actually, and that's completely fine, but it's still like, hey, you always can say no to something, just make people more aware of it. The sooner you know, the better, like don't hold out on it. Don't let it be 30 minutes before and you're like, oh, never mind. Like, damn. And even then, I am a firm believer in karma. Karma will come back around. And you might look up and need people and you just ain't helped nobody out. So now just falling flat on your ass. Think about it and don't be late to your own funeral. Step up to the plate. Take responsibility. Be reliable, not only in other people's lives, but most importantly, your life. And I'm sure once you get your shit together, it will be full circle. You would just see everything light up and have some sort of positive change. Moving on to the last segment, which is you are drove. So you guys, the disclaimer, disclaimer for my non-St. Louisans, this portion of the show refers to a situation where somebody just thought it would turn out like work out in their favor, but it doesn't. They just confused, sad, didn't exactly get their way, might be embarrassed, but it happens. And I've said before, just as a quick explanation, that we all were very drove last year and a little bit of this year. We thought 2020 would just be that deal, that girl, perfect for everybody, but she let us down a little bit, you know, let us down. So... Florida women dress as grannies for coronavirus vaccines. Yes, another day, another weird story coming straight from Florida. But I actually feel like this isn't a rare occurrence in current society with everything going on and just the vaccination rollout being the shit show that it is. Like, not at all shocked. But at the end of February, two women were stopped by security officers in, I think, Orange County, Florida, after trying to pass themselves off as elderly women to receive a COVID vaccination. The encounter was captured on video surveillance as the women can be seen in bonnets, gloves, and glasses. So they really tried to do themselves up to disguise themselves in order to get vaccinated. 
And the site itself was, you know, not so much first come first first serve, but very much for 65 and up individuals. So they were trying to, you know, go ahead and get them prioritized just because I feel like in the beginning, we still hear it, but older people who have health conditions are more susceptible to contracting the virus and really getting sick from it. So, you know, that's what they put in first. But the officers of Orange County spotted the women and knew right away the ladies were much younger than 65. And when the deputies warned the women that they would be arrested if they returned and said they were lucky to be allowed to leave, the women kindly obliged, as they should, because they knew they would be, again, arrested. They understood and apologized. And people are just nutty as hell and bold. Because if anything, the story called out how it was likely that the women had already received their first vaccination. Meaning, this ain't their first go-around in dressing up as Miss Doubtfire. This is something that they've done before. And again, I can see it being fairly common, even with the recent news stories that have come out just about people going to, like, poor communities where they have on-site testing and vaccinations and them trying to take advantage of it coming from wealthier areas that are like, oh, well, you guys can wait just because you have more access to health care and people lying and people actually stealing, like, the vaccine and giving it to people they know first. Like, shit is crazy, man. Y'all need to stay in and stay safe. I still think they should have put these ladies in jail, but what else? And you guys, look at that. That's the end of our episode. Wasn't that fun? Y'all have fun just listening to me? I have fun listening to myself. <laughs> but that is it. Here is my spiel. As someone who's an avid complainer, I actually don't mind hearing the complaints of others. But only when it is right. Let me judge your annoyances, both big and small, to see if you should be annoyed are offended and make sure to email them to annoyed not offended at gmail.com thanks again for turning in y'all i mean tuning in y'all thanks <laughs> bye Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.